I come back to Martin Luther King Jr. that it's the content of your character that matters. It's the things that you do that matters. Hi, and welcome to the Get Into Cloud podcast. My name is Coin. Today we're talking about interview prep. So interview prep, of course, is very important. How you interview is going to be the number one determining factor on whether or not you're going to be able to get and land your first cloud role and get your career off to a good start. You want to be very prepared for the interview and make sure that you're going in with your best foot forward to be able to be successful. The first thing I want to talk about, and this is a hard topic for a lot of folks, I understand, and it may not be very popular, is the concept of authenticity. A lot of folks get tripped up on the idea of being your authentic self. I'll start with a story about the very beginning of my career in IT. I got a role at a large uh, blue chip company, very, very old, very stodgy kind of company. And I, it's, it actually, the CEO would have his emails printed and the secretary would bring the emails into him and he'd write his response on the bottom and give it back to his secretary who would then send email responses back out. So very, very stodgy, old blue chip uh, IT company. And I got the job there. But one of the first things he told me is your hair can't go past your ears. Your hair can't be longer than your ears. And so uh, I was faced with a choice there. Would I cut my hair and start my career in IT? Or would I put my foot down and, and decide to not cut my hair and keep my hair long and, and continue to look for another role and potentially run into this problem at the next place as well? And as you can imagine, or maybe you've guessed, I decided to go ahead and just cut my hair. I cut my hair off and, and got the job and started a long and, and prosperous career. And really, I had to come to terms with this idea. What does it mean to be me? What, who is the real me? Is my hair who I am? Is my, you know, if I had tattoos on my arms that someone asked me to cover on my tattoos who I am? You know, there's a lot of companies that will ask you to dress a certain way. They'll ask you to cut your hair or tell you that your hair is not professional. And you, you really have to decide, are these things me? What am I really? And I think at the end of the day, I come back to Martin Luther King Jr. that it's the content of your character that matters. It's the things that you do that matters. So if faced with those decisions, I can tell you that I made the decision to cut my hair. Uh, my hair is not who I am. And today it's, I wear my hair long again because I have the options to be able to do that. Um, I'm in a much better place than I would have been if I, if I hadn't made that decision. It is a personal decision, but I can tell you that it's just for a time. And if you can get through that and you maintain the things about yourself that makes you who you really are, you'll be happier on the back end. So at the very beginning, 
how should you approach your, your interview? The very beginning in preparation, you want to show up, you want to be dressed up. When you're interviewing, this is sales. You are selling yourself as the candidate who can do the job. This is a performance. You're performing for the interview. Now, in terms of authenticity, are you there to fake it? Or is this a fake you? No. Think of it like when you go on a date. You're not going to show up all messy and things like that because it's the real you. You just show the best you, right? It's not about a fake you. You're not pretending to be someone you're not, but you're showcasing the best version of you. This is like, it's like sales, performance, advertising. You're there to put on a show and to make sure that they know that you're a good candidate for the role. You're not there to be self-deprecating and to highlight the things that you've done wrong. You're there to highlight the things that you've done right. And if you're a person who has gone through a lot of work to get your first cloud role, you're good enough to do the role. So you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you're good enough for the role. And then you want to just showcase everything that you've done for those folks, right? This is a performance. You're there to sell yourself. Okay. Now, the, a lot of folks, when they get into an interview, if you've been in an interview recently, you will get nervous. If you have a problem where you're getting very, very nervous in an interview, you're stuttering, you're stammering, you're struggling to get words out. That's, that's okay. That's normal. It's normal to feel nervous when you're performing in front of people, unless you have some background in it. And my recommendation for you is if you have really bad nerves so much that it is inhibiting your ability to, to interview properly, you're going to need to do some training focused on presentations, whether that is, you know, classes at a local college about doing about presentations, extemporaneous speaking. You could look at Toastmasters. Toastmasters is focused on giving presentations to a small group of people, talking off the cuff and, and having those skills, learning how to say um, less, things like that. There's not really another organization that does it as well as Toastmasters. It is very formal, so you have to consider that it's very professional and informal, but it's a great way to improve those skills. You will use those presentation skills in your job forever. You will use it honestly in every part of your life. Being able to present to someone else and speak someone without speak to someone else without being nervous will help you in all. You can't even imagine how much it'll help you in all parts of your life. You could, if that doesn't appeal, if Toastmasters doesn't appeal to you, you could also look at an improv group or some kind of drama group where you are performing in front of a large group of people. And, you know, that to me is scarier than Toastmasters and giving a presentation. But for some folks that are maybe more drama minded, that is also a better, uh, a better approach. But you just want to get used to speaking in front of people. Uh, even small groups will help you to improve not being nervous in front of an interviewer. Really nervous and excitement kind of the same emotion. So you'll want to just turn all those, all that nervousness into excitement for what's about to happen. 
Now, based on the stuff I talked about earlier, you're gonna show up, you're gonna dress up. This is sales. You want to have cameras on. You wanna be uh, looking your best. You wanna look at your background, right? You're gonna have your camera on. You're gonna ask for a video call. You want your camera to be on and you wanna check your background. What, what is behind you? And you'll want that background to be plain or professional and whatever that looks like. You don't want you know, junk in the background. You don't want the background to be distracting. You're there to give a performance and you don't want anything to take away from that. Your goal in each step of the interview is to get to the next step. So you don't really wanna focus two or three steps into the process. You really wanna be thinking about in the first step of the interview, how do I get to the next step? And then each step, you wanna to get to the next step. You need to understand what step you're on, what step you're going to, and work on getting to the next step. So you're not gonna worry about the tech interview before you've talked to the recruiter the first time. You're not gonna worry about you know, culture fit interviews, um, specifically while you're doing a tech out and things like that. So that's the things you're trying, you're trying to focus on getting to the next step and um, you know, keep your focus on each step as you go. So interviews are gonna happen in a couple of different steps and I just alluded to some of that. Typically an interview will start with a recruiter who is reaching out to you to kind of get some initial information from you and to understand, generally speaking, if you're a good fit for the role. That interview with the recruiter, sometimes that'll be just a phone interview. They're gonna talk to you maybe a little bit about some of the skills you have and the things you've done, but they're not gonna go deep on the technical stuff. This is called a vetting interview. They just want to make sure that you're, you know, a real person. You're not, you're not kind of scammy or whatever that is, and understand, hey, is this person a good fit for the role? Do they have reasonable salary expectations? And you know, you you're, you should understand how to have those discussions and answer those questions. There's a lot of information on YouTube on how to answer salary questions from a recruiter and things like that. There's actually a lot of good content on the specifics of these kinds of questions and answers and how to prepare for the interviews. On YouTube, I would look at a lot of content from ex-recruiters and kind of talk about this process as well. So when you're, when you're having a conversation with a recruiter, um, you're gonna be, they're just vetting you out, understanding salary requirement and stuff like that to see if you're a general good fit. Then from there, you're gonna potentially look at a technical discussion. It might be a forum, it might be one person. Their job is to prove your skills and make sure that you have the skill set that uh, for the role that you're applying to. Then you might have an executive discussion last. That's going to be a culture fit or a high-level values discussion. And of course, these can all get mixed up in some companies. There's just one person doing all of this. In some companies, there's some mix of these things but you'll want to be prepared really to answer kind of vetting questions, general questions about you and salary and, you know, when you could start and, you know, things like that. Technical questions, proving your skill around the technology that you're interviewing for, and then culture fit questions around values and discussion around those things as well. As you go into each interview, you're going to want to know some information about the interviewer and about the company that you're interviewing for. 
So if you're talking to an interviewer, if you're talking to a recruiter, you may not know the company yet, and that's fine. You'll get that information during the first call, but you'll wanna do some research on LinkedIn about the recruiter before you talk to them so you know some information about them generally, their name and where maybe where they're at. Um, they might have some, you might see that you're in a similar city or things like that. Anything you can find that would be a potential connection point to build some rapport is gonna be good for you to know. You need to research your interviewer at every stage. Once you know the company and start to move down the process, you're gonna to wanna to connect and research about each person that you're interviewing in turn. You should be asking every, the recruiter mostly will be ushering you through this process. You'll wanna be asking them questions about who you're gonna to talk to next, when you're gonna to talk to them, what's the type of interview that you're going to have, and ask for a lot of information from the recruiter to understand what you're getting into. Now, when you get into you know, these interviews start to get beyond the vetting where it's quite, you know, simply, do you have some basic skills for the role and are you, is your salary in line? You start to go into the tech out and culture fit. You, you need to be prepared to talk about your resume. In this case, your resume should be, you know, similar to what you have posted on LinkedIn. And that will come in a question that's quite common. They will say, tell me about yourself. When someone asks you, tell me about yourself in an interview scenario, they do not mean that they want you to actually tell them about yourself personally. They wanna know a elevator pitch of why you're a good candidate for the job. So this should be a very high level, quick and kind of dirty review of your resume. So if you could sum your resume up, in like a two minute discussion. And this you should have down pat. All right, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Coin Graham. I've been in IT for two decades. I started on-prem and worked on VMware and server and Linux and OS. I got into data center, really grew into a data center role where I was managing SANS and blade chassis and along with VMware uh, experience in enterprise. From there, I ended up going into a cloud consulting role. I've been in cloud consulting for over a decade, mainly focused on AWS, where I have over six certifications in solution architecture, uh, DevOps, and data and analytics. I'm very interested currently in AIML, ChatGPT, and large language models. Excited about the new Bedrock release going GA and uh, excited about the opportunity at this company to do X, Y, Z, right? So just going over very high level discussion, easy to flow through what you've done in your past, you should know it well. Now, if you just graduated from a boot camp and you know you, you don't have that much experience, then you would go through what you've done since you've learned through the, through the boot camp. I have a background in, like let's say you switched from being a nurse and you went through a boot camp, and now you've asked, oh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I was a nurse for 10 years and I loved and enjoyed healthcare, was very involved with healthcare technology at the hospital that I worked at, really just found that I had a love for technology and decided I wanted to switch into that career. I went through an intensive training session and learned all about AWS and Terraform and DevOps, really got ramped up on those and have done a number of projects in that area, graduated with the boot camp and also received my certification in AWS uh, in the 
solution architect associate. So I've grown a lot in that. And over the past year, I've been doing a number of projects where I've been able to successfully deploy these things, blah, 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 rest of the story. And very excited to hear more about this opportunity. Right, so you'll wanna just talk about what you've done, where you've come from, and what you know, and uh, that you're excited for the opportunity. And of course, throughout the course of the interview, there are a lot of common questions that you're going to get. You can go search for a list of top 25 interview questions. You really wanna have these memorized. These are your easy A's, these are gimme's. So you'll wanna go look at lists of common questions. Why should we hire you? Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, you know, what's your biggest strengths, biggest weaknesses? All of those questions, you should have those memorized and down pat. Um, you, what you don't wanna do is get caught flat-footed on a question that you should already have the answer memorized. Why should we hire you? Uh, you know, that, that's going to give off a bad vibe. Why should we hire you? Well, I believe that I'm very qualified for this role. I've looked through the requirements in the role. I have experience in all the major points. I think uh, my salary range is well within what you guys are paying. And I believe I would be a, a, a great asset to the team. You know, whatever that answer looks like for you, right? And you can go Google all of those questions and Google some good answers, write them down and practice them in front of the mirror. Get good with those common questions. You should know them all and be able to nail them so that you can get through that part of the interview and onto your questions and maybe some other questions that maybe you haven't heard before. One thing that you're going to run into, obviously, when you have questions uh, in the technical interview are technical questions. And the point of these questions is to understand how well you know the technology and whether you have the skills to be able to do the job. So those questions, I'm gonna break down some advice on how to answer those questions into two sections. Questions that you know the answer to, questions that you don't. Now, obviously, if you know the answer to the question, tell me about your experience with Terraform, for instance, and you've learned about Terraform and you understand it, you could talk a little bit about what Terraform is, maybe give a little bit of history uh, to fill the time so that you let them know that you understand that Terraform infrastructure is code and it's used to, uh, to deploy infrastructure in a code-based way and allows you to create repeatable code deployments and blueprints for particular types of deployments. Terraform has modules, blah, blah, blah. And you should go through all the different things that you know and understand and just kind of walk them through the technology as you know it and then through how you've used it. I've used Terraform to deploy these kinds of things. I've used modules for the VPC deployments because it has a full kind of a full featured deployment and I, don't, I try not to rewrite from scratch if I can avoid it da, 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 and go through that kind of um, explanation. And then when you're done, ask any questions, you know, does that make sense? Did I not cover? Is there anything I didn't cover that you had questions about? Or you want to make it as conversational as possible. So if they ask you, tell me about GitHub. And as you go through that process in the end, is there anything else you would like me to cover about GitHub that I didn't, that uh, you were looking for, blah, blah, blah. And really kind of make that conversation and answer those questions. You'll want to spend a lot of time talking about the things that you know about. So if they ask you a question about something you know about, you'll want to spend a lot of time talking about it. 
so that you get an opportunity to really dig in and showcase what you've learned. The second situation that you might end up in in a technical interview is when you're asked about a technology that you don't know. So imagine you're in an interview, perhaps you're interviewing for a DevOps position. You've gone through a DevOps bootcamp, you've done some DevOps training, maybe you've learned Jenkins, you've learned GitHub Actions, and the interviewer asks you about GoCD. Right? They use GoCD as their continuous deployment product, and you've never, you're not familiar with GoCD beyond just the name. And that's, that's the first recommendation is, if you are going into DevOps, or you're going into a particular type of cloud role, you should be generally familiar with all of the systems that are in that, kind of in the circle of that technology. So you, you've learned Jenkins, you've learned GitHub Actions, but you should know about GitLab pipe, pipelines, Bitbucket pipelines. Um, you should know that in AWS, it's called Code Pipeline with uh, Code Build, uh, Code Commit, Code Build, Code Deploy on, as the backend services as part of Code Pipeline. Um, in uh, GitLab pipelines, I think I said Bitbucket pipelines, Jenkins, Circle CI, very popular. Uh, but have a general idea of all of the popular softwares that a company might use, like GoCD, for instance. And then you'll want to address that directly and say, oh, okay, you, you guys use GoCD for your continuous deployment. I'm familiar with GoCD. I've, I've seen that and I kind of understand how it works. I did not do any training. I have not done training directly on GoCD. But that said, I am very familiar with uh, continuous delivery products. I understand kind of at a high level what they're trying to achieve and how those products are set up and how you visually there will be steps to go through the process and you you do scripting on the back end for each step and and align that together and if there's a problem you can check in and see how that works i have learned how to do that using jenkins uh, i have a lot of experience with jenkins so i've set up very similar types of continuous deployment pipelines and devops pipelines in jenkins i've also done that in github as well uh, so I have a lot of experience doing that activity, not with this specific software, but the fact of the matter is, and this is key, you'll point out that once you learn the general technology and concepts to do these things, the end software doesn't make a big difference, right? And that's what you want to do. You want to disarm kind of the objection that you don't know GoCD specifically by pointing out that you know other technologies that are almost identical probably in how, you know, that they're gonna be little things that are different between all of these systems, but by and large, the large section of how they generally work will all be the same. So you wanna relate that to another technology that you have experience. You're gonna talk about that experience in that technology as if it were in the original technology and let them know that you believe that your ability to be able to ramp up on that technology, you'll be able to do it very fast. You have a lot of experience in softwares that are very similar to that, and you think it will be no problem at all for you to ramp up on GoCD. 
And that's how you want to approach those kinds of questions where you're asked a technical question that you don't have, uh, uh, that you don't have direct experience for. And that will happen all the time. And you've got to learn to address those by relating it to another tech that you do have experience on. Being honest about the fact that you have a gap there and then kind of disarming that objection that he doesn't have, like, you know, you don't want to get disqualified because you don't have GoCD experience. So the fact of the matter is, it's true that most of the softwares are very similar in how they work. They all kind of borrow from each other in terms of feature set and things like that. They're all trying to stay current with one another. And so moving from one to the other often is does not require a significant amount of training, certainly in comparison to someone who has never touched any of that before. Okay, so that's probably the toughest part of the interview is, is when you have that technical interview and, um, and you, you, you ask, you're asked questions for technologies or skills that maybe you don't have. Um, the last part of the interview, you're going to be asked if you have any questions before the interview is over. Now, you could be in a situation where during the interview, they answer a lot of the questions you might've had, like if it's a culture fit interview and you were intending to ask like, what are, do you guys work Eastern or central hours? Or what is like, what's the typical kind of hour range that people work? Or if you're trying to ask about if they do if you have weekend work, if I'm on call, whatever those kinds of questions are, they might've answered those, a lot of those questions during the interview, in which case you can say, you did answer a lot of my questions during the interview, particularly I had a question about this, but it sounds like, you know, whatever that is. So make that conversational, but you'll want to have some prepared questions at the end that you can use to finish up the, the interview. And this is your opportunity to dig into the company and understand more about, you know, who they are and, and, you know, whether it's culture questions or technical questions, all of those things uh, will be on the table. I would recommend that during the technical interview that you ask technical questions um, in during culture fit interview, you can ask culture questions. You can mix and match depending on the kinds of questions that were asked during the interview, but um, you, you don't want to ask technical questions to the recruiter um, and you know so on and so forth. I think you get the, the picture there. You'll want to kind of tailor the questions to the persona. Um, one great question you can ask at the end of every interview is, is there any reason you wouldn't hire me? Uh, that's a great question to ask to kind of put them on the spot and let them know of any objections they might have. And whatever that response is, hey, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a reason we wouldn't hire you, but you, you are a little light on experience for X, Y, Z, right? Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that answer. You know, that makes sense. Let me just tell you, and then you address whatever their, whatever their objection might be, right? So you'll wanna be asking questions. You wanna learn at the end because I can tell you that when I interview people and I get to the end and they don't have any questions, that to me is a little bit of a red flag. Why aren't they curious? There's a lot of things you should want to know about for a company that you're that you're going to be started in. You know, a company you're going to join, you should have a lot of questions about that. 
I would recommend that you go to YouTube. There's a lot of interview advice out there, tech interview advice that you can find out a list of questions that you should be asking and things like that. So you'll want to do your research on, you know, great best questions to ask at the end of an interview or hit up ChatGPT, best questions to ask at the end of a tech interview or end of a cloud interview or, you know, things like that. So you'll want to look up uh, all of that. Be Come prepared to a ask questions at the end that get to the heart of the things that are important to you. Now, when the, the, the interview is over, You'll want to send a thank you note if you're if you're able to get connected. You want to connect with those folks on LinkedIn. Send a thank you note. Make sure everyone knows that you're that you're glad to have the opportunity to to interview with them and you're happy with that. You'll want to um, get practice, right? You should be interviewing as certainly as you're beginning your career. You're going to want to interview as much as you can. So that means some roles that maybe you don't think maybe you're a really good fit for just interview for those roles. Get some practice in interviewing. And I know as a hiring manager, someone who's had to hire, uh, you know, it hurts me to say, hey, you're gonna waste a bunch of people's time. But the truth is, is you might get into the interview and discover that the role is different than what you thought. Um, but more importantly, you'll get some good practice in. Practice asking the important questions, answering questions for things that you weren't expecting to have to answer for. And, and get over the nervousness of going through that interview, getting your background and all of that stuff set up. All right, well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Hope this information was helpful. Excited for you guys to start interviewing and get started with your, your career in cloud. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon.